Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And folks, I had a good weekend. I took a brief trip to see my family, celebrate my dad's birthday, and to go to homecoming at my old church. The guest speaker was the pastor from when I was around 10. He and his wife both said that I looked the same, just with gray hair. Today, Project 45 lands in the year 1992 as we take a look at a very special episode of WWF Superstars from December 12th, 1992. In December 1992, I was a freshman in high school. Bill Clinton had just been elected president, and my wrestling fandom was huge. This episode of WWF Superstars was shown on December the 12th, 1992. It was recorded on November the 24th, 1992 from the Irvin J. Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. We start off with our intro. Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan welcome us to Superstars. McMahon says that the main event of the Royal Rumble will be announced, and Heenan says he's excited, because if you want to talk about royalty, he's excited to bring on the man who is royalty himself, the King, Jerry Lawler. Hell has frozen over as Lawler makes his debut as the Superstars color commentator. He thanks Heenan for the introduction and says Jack Tunney begged him to come here to share his knowledge of wrestling. They run down what we're going to see this week. The Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags versus John Reckner and the Brooklyn Brawler. Reckner is the future Balls Mahoney. Knobs and Brawler start as McMahon puts over the Nasty Boys, who have recently turned face. Brawler drives Knobs into the corner. Knobs reverses it and hits Brawler with some big forearms. Brawler reverses a corner whip but misses the charge when Knobs moves. Knobs hits him with a clothesline. Knobs hits Brawler and runs him into Sags' outstretched boot, and Sags is tagged in. Sags with an elbow to the midsection. Sags with an Irish whip and a back elbow. He follows that up with a pump handle slam. Brawler comes back with a rake to the eyes, and Reckner is tagged in. He hits Sags several times and Irish whips him, but Reckner drops his head too early, and Sags hits him with an elbow to the back of the head. He runs Reckner into Knobs' armpit. Sags then steps on Reckner's face. Knobs tagged in. Sags with a corner whip to Reckner and then whips Knobs in after him to hit Reckner in the corner. Knobs follows that up with the bulldog. Sags tagged back in and he climbs up top and hits the pit stop on Reckner to pin him. Update with Mean Gene Okerlund. Mean Gene has a Royal Rumble update and announces Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon for the WWF Championship. Mean Gene then shows highlights from past Royal Rumbles and announces the winner will face the WWF Champion at WrestleMania. Bam Bam Bigelow vs. John Paul Paul with some early offense. Bigelow takes over as Doink is shown in the audience. He doesn't have a name yet. Bigelow wins after a flying headbutt. Doink throws a bucket of confetti at Bigelow. Event Center with Sean Mooney The Big Boss Man talks about being an instrument of justice in the WWF. Money Inc. and Jimmy Hart talk about being the tag team champions again and how aware they are of the Nasty Boys and will handle them. 
Reverend Slick with information and a sermon about the Royal Rumble. He preaches hope and tells people to have a happy day. Marty Jannetty versus Dwayne Gill. Jannetty with a wrist lock into a hammer lock and a double leg takedown of Gill. Jannetty turns that into a front face lock as the clown is shown again down the aisle. Gill comes back with a wrist lock of his own. Jannetty with a go behind into a monkey flip on Gill. Jannetty with a flying leg scissors to Gill. Shawn Michaels is shown on the split screen and Vince McMahon asks him where Sensational Sherry is. And he says he doesn't know as Jannetty has changed to a wrist lock on Gill. Jannetty with a corner whip and Doink is back at ringside. Gill with a reversal and he hits Jannetty with several right hands. Gill with a corner whip, but Jannetty moves on the charge and Gill hits a corner post. Jannetty kicks Gill a couple of times while he is up on the turnbuckle. Jannetty pulls Gill down off the ropes and Gill reverses an Irish whip. Jannetty comes back with a front face slam and then pins Gill after a top rope fist drop. Doink throws a pail of water on Jannetty as he is leaving. Nails vs. Mike Collins Last appearance of Nails on your TV screen, folks, is the next day at the Green Bay tapings is when he confronts and then attacks Vince McMahon. Nails starts out by choking Collins. He stops after the three count, but starts back in the opposite corner. He then throws Collins halfway across the ring. Nails with some left and right hand punches to Collins to knock him down. He chokes Collins on the ground for a three count before picking him up and corner whips him. He then kicks Collins in the midsection while he is trying to get up. They were starting to push the never realized Undertaker Nails feud that instead gave us Giant Gonzalez at the Royal Rumble. Thanks a lot, Kevin Wachholz. Nails with an Irish whip. Collins ducks a clothesline attempt, but Nails hits him with another clothesline as soon as he comes back. Nails with an Irish whip and a sleeper and Collins immediately goes out. Nails then throws Collins out of the ring. Vince McMahon talks about Super WrestleMania for the Sega Genesis. Mean Gene is on the platform and brings out Bret Hart for an interview. Mean Gene says to Hart that he has a date with Razor Ramon, but he has to defend his title also until then against Ric Flair, who says Hart is defending the title too much and is going to lose his title. Hart says there are a lot of people in WWF that think he is setting some kind of crazy pace, that he is going to burn himself out as the WWF champion, but he is not because it was one big accomplishment for him to be the World Wrestling Federation champion. It goes a lot deeper than that. He wants to be the greatest WWF champion of all time. Heenan, McMahon, and Lawler are shown looking at Brett. Heenan says he's going to go set this guy straight about a few things. Hart says he's not worried about Ric Flair. He never has been and he's never going to be. And Razor Ramon doesn't scare him a bit. They are then joined by Heenan on the podium. And Mean Gene asks him what he is doing there. Heenan says he is a broadcast journalist and he can go any place that he wants. He turns to Hart and says, but I want to talk to you, champ. First of all, are you wrestling Razor Ramon at the Royal Rumble, correct? Hart says yes. Heenan says, what makes you think when the Royal Rumble gets here, you'll even be packing this gold, champ, because you're going to be meeting Ric Flair along the way. And if by some fluke you should get by Ric Flair, you would never survive the match with Razor Ramon at the Royal Rumble. Hart says, you think so? You think Ric Flair intimidates me? He gave up to the sharpshooter, and as far as Razor Ramon goes, machismo, he doesn't have the technical ability to beat the excellence of execution in the Royal Rumble. Heenan gets the mic back and says, I was talking. He tells Hart that Hart needs to understand something. If the right one don't get you, then the left one will. And at this time, let me introduce the right one, and he brings out Ric Flair. Flair gets on the mic and asks Hart if he heard Hart say that Flair was breathing down his neck. Flair says, buddy... 
I'm in your king size bed with your girlfriend in my arms. I'm that close. He says two times I've been all there is. He tells Hart that he better listen up. This isn't a long story. It's a short story. How Hart won the title and where Hart won the title mean nothing. He will guarantee Hart this. There's an arena in the world that has this ready to pop up on the marquee. It says Ric Flair, World Wrestling Federation champion for the third time. Hart tells them it's nice to dream, isn't it? Flair says in closing, some little girl somewhere some night told Flair that Hart implied that Hart was the man, that to be the man, you had to beat the man. He says, well, I've got a new one for you. Being the man and staying the man are two different things, Mr. Hart. Heenan then brings out Razor Ramon. Ramon gets up in Hart's face and says, Hitman, you're the excellence of execution, Chico. He says Razor Ramon knows all about execution. He already proved that he's the only man in the WWF who is oozing machismo. And Hitman, everybody knows that Razor Ramon is the only man in the WWF who looks good in gold. After the Royal Rumble, he's going to have Hart's gold around Ramon's waist. He then flicks his toothpick into Hart's eyes, so Hart punches him. Flair and Ramon then both attack Hart and beat him down. Mr. Perfect comes out to save Hart, and he and Ramon start going at it. Ramon and Flair then leave the podium. Referees and officials come out and separate the four men. Lance Cassidy versus Gus Cantaracus. Cassidy is Steve Armstrong in a singing cowboy gimmick. Cantaracus with some early offense. He gets an Irish whip, misses a clothesline, and Cassidy comes back with a crossbody for a two count. Cassidy takes over and ties Cantaracus up and some moves for another two count. Cassidy with a corner whip and a hip lock out of the corner. Cassidy then goes up top and hits a flying clothesline to get the pin. Highlights of the Make-A-Wish Foundation fundraiser at Planet Hollywood with some of the WWF superstars. The Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Barry Horowitz. Horowitz attacks Undertaker right after he gets his stuff off, but it doesn't affect the Undertaker, so Horowitz rolls to the outside and yells and points to the Undertaker. Horowitz finally gets back in the ring. Undertaker hits Horowitz with a kick and a throat thrust to knock Horowitz to his knees. A short clothesline knocks Horowitz to the mat. Undertaker with an Irish whip, Horowitz ducks a clothesline attempt. Undertaker grabs Horowitz by the throat and chokeslams Horowitz and pins him. They then put Horowitz in a body bag. Event center with Sean Mooney. Papa Shango says all WWF wrestlers should beware of Papa Shango. Then blinking you'll miss it, a Max Moon promo. He says he has finally landed here in the World Wrestling Federation. He's ready to blast his opponents out of the ring and into orbit. The Beverly Brothers say they are the biggest fish in the pond and they are the best. They preview what's coming up next week on Superstars. Bret Hart says Ric Flair and Razor Ramon tried to jump him like a pack of wild jackals, but it's not going to make any difference. Flair has already made one mistake and underestimated Bret Hart once before and says Ramon has to have some wrestling background to beat the excellence of execution. He doesn't care if it's one or two. They're going to pay because he wants them bad. Fade to black. Final thoughts. This one hits my sweet spot of being a young wrestling fan in his early teens. Added bonus of Lawler's first appearance. Highly recommend it. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ayers. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 